Hi, this is Netta. When I was in college in downtown Minneapolis, I got a job that I had always wanted. (laughs) I really had always wanted to work in this beautiful, awesome department store. And Minneapolis had one. It was a five-story Dayton Hudson department store. Um, That would be, for those of you who are young, like a really nice Macy's. As a matter of fact, Macy's bought them out. And... I was so excited to get hired there because I thought, you know, I moved from a smaller town in Colorado and I was like really excited to be in this city. It was the biggest place I'd ever lived. And I I wanted to, you know, get into clothes a little bit more, whatever. So I got hired and they assigned me to the department I would work in. And wouldn't you know, it was hosiery. And yes, by hosiery, I mean like socks and pantyhose. And <laughs> I've been an adult for a long time, and I still have a hard time saying that word. I'd much rather say nylons or tights. But either way, that was the department I was assigned to. And this was a gigantic store. So that department um, was probably several hundred square feet. I mean, it was it was big. And uh, (laughs) it wasn't quite as glamorous as I had hoped. But the reason I'm telling you that is because very soon my coworkers discovered, oh, I was going to the Bible college down the street. So I was the little sheltered girl from a smaller town in Colorado. And they were nice to me, but they they kind of were always testing me and wanting to see, uh, see what would push my buttons. And... Honestly, they did push my buttons sometimes. As a whole, I think I did pretty well, but there were times where they definitely got me to react instead of respond thoughtfully. And those times where frustration would come out of my mouth or come across my face and I would say something unkind or just kind of spurt out um, a snotty remark, then instantly I would feel so terrible. Like, well, I've just ruined the opportunity to share Jesus with them. I've just ruined it. I've just showed them, you know, and I'd feel terrible. So on my break, more than once, many times, (laughs) I would go to this, um, (laughs) what I call it, an abandoned dressing room. It really wasn't, but it wasn't used as a dressing room anymore. Around the corner from our department, it was like an in it was a dressing room at one point, but it was used for storage. And I would go in there. I would get a Diet Coke, of course, and I would go around the corner and I would sit on the floor of this abandoned dressing room and I would talk to Jesus. And of course, the first thing I had to do was ask him to forgive me. And of course he did. And then after my break, I would have to go back to those co-workers and I would apologize to them saying like, you know what? I'm so sorry for the way I reacted. Um, It wasn't the way I want to talk. It wasn't like Jesus, who I love. And I'm sorry, I was a bad reputation, or I was a bad representation of him. And they would always be like, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, you're cool. And I'd be like, no, please forgive me. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, we're good. And it kind of made him uncomfortable, but it did two things. One, it showed them that my behavior and my reaction wasn't okay with me. And I didn't like treating him that way. And secondly... Boy, did it make me think twice before I blurted out something yucky the next time because I didn't want to have to go apologize again. Now, I'm thinking of this story 
true story, of course, because a couple of days ago, a friend and I were sort of laughing about how it's super hard for some people to apologize. Like, even if it's over something dumb and little, they won't admit they're wrong, so therefore they won't apologize. And we were laughing about it because it was over a really silly conversation about something that didn't matter. Like, the information that we were debating so to speak didn't matter and it was done really playfully but then the other person didn't admit they were wrong and like it didn't bother me and it wasn't serious but I was thinking about that quite a bit and then I had a friend who has younger children than I do say to me how do I handle what what do I do I want to show my kids Jesus I want to show them a good example but I'm always screwing up how do I reconcile this? And I went back to the floor of the abandoned dressing room and then to the conversation with my friend a couple of days ago. And then I had a FaceTime conversation with one of my daughters yesterday, my grown daughters. And I asked, what are some things that left a big impression on you, good or bad, from your growing up years? One of the things she said was, I remember very distinctly the times when you, my parents, would apologize to me. Because she goes, I knew the times when you were doing things that literally went against the way you taught us to speak or the way you taught us to respond to people or whatever. She goes, I knew, I recognized that. But then when you would recognize it to me, it was huge. Oh. Yeah, (laughs) there's this thing about us as humans in general, right? If we apologize, we're showing our weakness, we're, people aren't going to respect us as much or whatever. I think that when we are truly apologetic for our actions, it can very often grow respect in other people because everyone responds, everyone responds and relates to messing up because we're all human beings. Now, I think if our apologies are done in a way that we try to make the other person feel bad for us, that's when we can lose respect. I'm really sorry. You know, I was just going through this hard time and I shouldn't have said that. And, you know, like then you're like, okay, you're being pathetic and you just want me to feel bad for you. That's not an apology. And that does not earn respect. But genuine apologies that go, I shouldn't have said that. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? Woo, that's big. Now, as a parent, though, we go, okay, sometimes my child needed to hear what I said. I just said it in a really bad way. Okay, that's the story of my life. <laughs> I can't even I can't even count how many times I've had to say to my children, all right, you guys, after I've had a moment of cooling down, now it's not probably not in a closet and I don't have a dressing room in my house, but where I've gone off and cooled down a little bit. I've had to come back and go, guys, all right, that situation was yucky. And maybe I had to say, okay, what you did, of course, was incorrect. And I needed to say to you X, Y, and Z. But the way I said it to you, that snippy, snotty way, or the way I yelled it and raised my voice, that was not okay. So I'm not apologizing for what I said, but I'm apologizing for how I said it. Um, That happens a lot. 
in my life. You know, the thing that's our strength is also our weakness. And I can talk to anybody and I laugh a lot and I talk a lot, but it's that same tongue that gets me in trouble. And we know what the book of James says about our tongue. And if you don't, look it up. Book of James, tiny book, five chapters near the end of the Bible. So to wrap this up, honestly, when we are parenting or dealing with anybody, whether they came from us or they're a stranger, and we don't speak kindly to them, or we we do something that needs to be apologized for, we have to apologize. If we do not admit our weakness, I think it's showing a lack of trust in God. It's showing this giant insecurity that's getting the best of us. And we're so afraid of what people will think if we can't say, I'm sorry I messed up. Right? And yet, Jesus is every bit compassionate and forgiving. And if we're not willing to put ourselves out there to have other people forgive us, we're probably not taking any chances, any risks. We're not boldly living for anything. We might just be sort of stumbling along in fear, disguised as pride, which is always the same thing. Fear and pride are the same thing, usually. They come from the same place. I want to leave us with a verse at the end of Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to read it in a version of the Bible called The Voice. Um, It's from Thomas um, Publishers, Thomas Nelson Publishers. Um, Ephesians 4.32 says, Instead, be kind and compassionate. Graciously forgive one another, just as God has forgiven you through the liberating King. Jesus graciously forgives me. Every time I get myself into trouble with my big mouth or my sassy attitude or my icky pride that's insecurity, every time he forgives me. I want to live this out for my kids, for people around me, whether they know about Jesus or not. I want to show gracious forgiveness. And one of the great ways to do that is to put my own self out there and ask for their forgiveness. And honestly, what a big impression we can make if we're just real and honest. And that is just a little piece of my heart. (laughs) 